Hi, this is Bernie Dake. Welcome to the Salvation Army's Words of Life. Welcome back to Words of Life. I'm Bernie Dake, and with us again is our producer, Chris Benjamin. Hey, everyone. Chris, I'm glad that you're back. I'm glad to be back. This week in our series, The Post-COVID Church, the group discusses some of the challenges and victories their church experienced as some of them started streaming virtual worship services for the first time. This was an interesting challenge for us because working in the music department, we were all uh, having to work from home, and our team was learning how to edit video, which was not something that was previously on our radar. Um, That was a new thing. And then trying to coordinate or just come alongside with our peers that were are, are all around the southeastern part of the United States was uh, just posed so many different challenges. Meanwhile, we're hearing stories of how our core officers and pastors are trying to inspire their congregations to do the most good, if you will. And uh, we heard some really great stories. Yeah, I think the the thing that I was really glad came out of this conversation. I know churches, you know, all over the world felt this way, and. It, it was really easy for people to get caught in the comparison trap and, mm-hmm. and even seeing competition from, from other churches yeah. because suddenly they see other churches doing an amazing job having online services that were probably doing this well before COVID. And so they had already built up skill sets and employees <laughs> you know, to be able to create this type of experience. And then we come into COVID and now pastors that that may not be their gift yeah. are now feeling responsible that they're supposed to measure up to this. Yeah. And I think it was really neat. Liz actually mentioned, she was like, that ain't my thing. So <laughs> we didn't do that. Exactly. We did church differently. And I think that's a, a really valuable lesson is to just know God's gifted you in very specific ways. You don't need to you know, compare yourself to someone who has that gift. Exactly. I think I, I'm very proud as someone who is a, a member of the Salvation Army to hear some of the different things that people did including the incorporation of an emotional and spiritual care hotline or helpline or hope line uh, for people that just needed someone to talk to or to pray with. It wasn't meant to be a resource type line, but um, uh, they do have the ability to steer people towards resources in their communities. And uh, that just kind of gave me that proud chest puff sort of feeling. Absolutely. Actually, um, I got to, I had the privilege of being a part of that when it was first launched. Um, and so that was pretty early on into lockdown. So my team, we were all working from home and all of us signed up to be a part of that. And so mm. um, it, it was challenging. I mean, it, it definitely took a toll uh, during your scheduled time to be answering the phone. Yeah, It was amazing to get to be there for people, but it was so hard to to hear someone that really you just wanted to give a hug after you yeah. prayed with them and you just couldn't and you just felt so helpless. But we offered them prayer and then we have resources that we can point them towards in their community. Sure. Um, so, it, you know, it, I think it's such a powerful thing. So we really encourage you, if, if you need someone to speak to that's still active, that's still live, you can call 1-844-458-HOPE. That's 1-844-458-4673. Well, welcome back, everybody. You know, on our last episode, we had just started getting into the exciting part of how God kind of inspired each of these different 
ministers to get to it uh, in Jesus' name. And and there was just one little thing we thought we should touch on related to technology because that was certainly thought to be a piece that could be a game changer for us. Let's get into that. What were some of the challenges related to technology in, in each of your different churches? Who had technology um, wins or lessons learned? So it was scary at first. It was that's it was scary because it's it's a new realm. You know, when it first started, we were um, we were sharing other um, other resources, other uh, other Salvation Army churches, other worship service. And my wife and I said, you know what? Let's we, we could do this. We could do this. So so we started doing our own, recording our own virtual worship services. And I got to tell you. The Salvation Army has an incredible multimedia database called Ministry Toolkit. Um, If it wasn't for the Ministry Toolkit, I don't know if we would have been able to successfully do what we were were doing. There's so many resources that were provided. Um, But it was was odd being in our home. Um, We we kept trying to switch rooms and and get the right different angle and making sure that, uh, you know, the kids don't run through. We tried to make it during nap time where we would do the sermon, but then you would hear, you know, screaming and, yeah. or trucks running into the wall. And, um, so yeah, we, but we made, we made it happen. Yeah. Um, and talking about analytics, I got, I really got to, to look into the analytics of it and you, you can see when the, the viewership is there and then when it drops out and one, one week, my sermon, the you just went all the way down. That's okay. I didn't take the, any offense, um, but it's just something to say that it it got it got mm-hmm. old pretty quickly, um, and you know, and we we're still trying to connect with them as as much as possible. Um, but it was important. It is important to have to have that that worship and and to offer um, a worship experience. But really, at the end of the day. It came down to we, we are we were created to worship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can we can worship God wherever we are. Yeah. Now I'm not trying to say we I I I love a traditional worship service, um, and I, I get um, I get closer to God every time we have a corporate um, worship service. But there there are other ways, and we are learning that there are other ways, and sure. we got to find those ways throughout the day to to worship our heavenly Father in any way possible yeah i think one of the things the salvation army church is learning very quickly um is that we don't have to be able to do everything you know for example in our in our neck of the woods we've reached out to multiple people to offer a devotion you know 10 to 12 minute sermon and and the reason being is because it is a lot of stress every week to be on the digital world i mean right i mean if we're just being vulnerable and transparent so um, it's easier to spread it out to folks who are equally gifted in communicating the word of god and they also may speak to someone who I can't speak to personally. And so, again, I'll just emphasize that this is an extension. This is a time to expand our ministry and not to substitute that corporate worship. And I do agree that, you know, we're made to be in proximity, folks. You know, when we have conversations and worship is that opportunity for many of us. But I don't want to limit ourselves. And I think that's the thing that scares me about when COVID goes away Mm -hmm. is that, again, we go back to our little silos on Sunday mornings and we forget about the world who we're never reaching. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, you know, if we're just going to be very transparent, so many of our cores are just shrinking. Our churches, the Salvation Army churches and the universal church at large is shrinking as well. We know that's a trend. But if we're just talking about our church, we're just we're doing this. 
And why is that? I think it's because we've lost out on that, that essential piece of relationships. That's what the virtual piece for my wife and I, that's given us an opportunity to do. We've had several messages through people who, hey, I watched that sermon, that was good. And we're like, what? Oh, you watched it? Yeah. Well, and, and so we recognize that there is some value in that. And so I just want to make sure that as we're talking about this, that I don't, I don't believe that it's a substitution. Yeah. I believe that's an extension. And it has served a great purpose through this time where many of us have not been able to meet in person. Yeah. We found that. I mean, again, we're getting notes from people all over the world who saying we're Thank you for, for this experience of worship. Yeah. And it's like, you're welcome. Like, where do you live? Where are you from? And uh, yeah. uh, another great part of that, we can. how do we utilize this virtual world to reach our community? Um, and uh, because everyone's looking at a screen right now or listening. And uh, so we've also experienced that we have people who have connected. And then when we do an, a ministry, let's say an outdoor or parking lot service, people are coming who found us through our online services. So I think it goes back to the purpose and intention behind it, not only providing a worship experience for your current church members, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that that experience is there for those who still feel comfortable, don't feel comfortable going into a building, who want to worship at home, but at the same time, how are we using that outlet as an outreach for, for our communities? Yeah. So, but it all goes back to intention and purpose. Yeah. Okay, Nick? Did you have something you wanted to share? A bit. I, I love what I'm hearing because this extension, it's exciting to me. Uh, I, I think at first thought, when we hear COVID, we're like, okay, let's come back. Let's be safe. Let, let's, yeah. let's be in a bit, don't, no contact. And we've heard here the complete opposite. They're like, extension to our worship. You know, no, 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 this is not a time to hide. Go out and meet people. Make a difference, you know, and, and add programs, add things to, to have the impact that we need to have in our communities not retreat, and I love it. It's just exciting. It's exciting to me. It's awesome. If you are not excited about what's being shared around this table, you may need to turn your volume up just a little bit. There's some great lessons that we're learning from each other and great lessons that we learned through a, a pandemic. One of the things that has come up is the comparison trap, particularly related to how we were building our services, um, not virtually. I mean, they were actual services, but online, I think is, is what we're saying. Anybody fall into that routine? Were you comparing yourselves or feeling like there was a competition? Absolutely. Um, You know, we're in the Atlanta area and we've got some uh, churches that have a much larger ministry team. They've got a team of AV folks and everything. And I was watching some of the other services and I'm like, oh, wow, isn't that cool? They're able to put the words up for their songs I'm just lucky to get it on the screen and to make sure that the people that are watching from home can read what's on the screen on the television behind us. And I started getting stressed about it. Be like, well, I'm not as good as we're not doing as well as. And then I finally just had to sit down and say, you know what? It's not about being able to perform at a certain level. It's about sharing the love of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do what we can do for our people. We're going to meet their need where they are. For Chan, that includes having to literally call his senior citizens, walk them through how to get on YouTube so that they can watch his devotional, his Bible study that he's doing. So I can't be a big church. I'm not a mega church. I can only do what I can do. And so at first I was falling into that trap, but I had to just get with Jesus and say, you know what? It's not about that. It's about just doing the best for you that I can. Jeremy, you've got some literally rock stars at your church yeah. who were helping. And, uh, yeah. But I think related to what Chris said, 
some of the resources you were creating were actually benefiting other people because they were able to share and use those as well. That was also a goal of ours because of the resources we had available to be able to share those. Um, but I also want to touch on what uh, Major Angie said is it's, it doesn't even end there, the comparison trap, because even though we did have some good quality that was out there, you still have some of our church members who are saying, well, why aren't you doing it this way? Yeah, or yeah. I'm going to watch this church because uh, um, we're not, I don't like what you're doing. You know what I mean? And it's not that uh, negative, but, but we hear that too from our yeah. church members who are, who are out there. So um, it's, and then again, you get fearful of, oh, am I going to lose this when we do come back? Are we going to lose people because they're now liking another church better than ours? So, I think I think that comparison trap is real um, through that. But again, it goes back to how can we do the best we can with the resources that we have, and if we're putting that in the Lord's hands, um, He's going to bless it. Okay. Well, I think that's a good place to stop for this episode. We're going to come back next week and talk even more about how we were able to respond in a post-COVID world. The Salvation Army's mission, doing the most good, means helping people with material and spiritual needs. You become a part of this mission every time you give to the Salvation Army. Visit SalvationArmyUSA.org to offer your support, and we'd love to hear from you. Email us at radio at uss.salvationarmy.org. Call 1-800-229-9965 or write us at P.O. Box 29972, Atlanta, Georgia, 30359. Tell us how we can help. Share prayer requests or share your testimony. We would love to use your story on the air. You can also subscribe to our show on iTunes or your favorite podcast store, and be sure to give us a rating. Just search for The Salvation Army's Words of Life. Follow us on social media for the latest episodes, extended interviews, and more. And if you don't have a church home, we invite you to visit your local Salvation Army Worship Center. They'll be glad to see you. This is Bernie Dake inviting you to join us next time for the Salvation Army's Words of Life.